Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Doctors of Waikiki, your local Hawaii Nissan dealers, and HMAA. This is Hawaii News Now, first at four. At first at four, let's take you outside. A live look at Diamond Head on tap for the forecast. Showers and powerful damaging winds as a strong cold front is approaching the state. And the winds will be getting stronger beginning tonight and into tomorrow. Our first alert chief meteorologist Jennifer Robbins starts us off with a closer look at the timeline. Jen. We have a number of wind alerts up right now. You can see Mark a small craft advisory for all of us and we're seeing wind advisories for all of the islands because we could see gusts potentially reach 50 miles per hour over windward neighborhoods and we will be seeing high wind alerts up at least on the summits of Mauna Kea, Mauna Loa. I'll be watching very carefully Haleakala. As we take a closer look, the south winds are taking over. Those Kona winds are going to be a problem within the next 24 hours. Remember, the last wind event was a trade wind wind event. Well, this is reversed. We're actually going to see the most damaging winds over those windward neighborhoods. Gusts are already reaching about 30 to 40 miles per hour, and it could be even stronger by tomorrow. As we step on through the first alert wind future cast, notice the reds there. That brings us easily to about 40 to 50 miles per hour, and there it is for you. By the time we get into Wednesday at 530, those windward neighborhoods easily exceeding that at times. So we'll be watching this wind event very carefully and then it subsides by the time we get into Thursday into Friday fortunately so a short window of time these strong powerful winds are coming into the picture and it's now over the leeward side getting those south winds at about 30 miles per hour as it races over the mountains it's those windward sides exceeding 45 to 50 miles per hour and we're tracking a front and there it is northwest of the island chain that's going to bring along with it some rain already seen some pockets of heavy showers along the north shore of Kauai and notice some of the showers coming down at rates of about half an inch per hour. More showers will be on the way. The front itself is not going to see a whole lot of rain from it, but this is going to be a big wind event that could bring us some uh, down trees and also power outages. And we're going to tell you about a power outage very shortly. But first of all, let's go to our flow maps real quick. I want to tell you about one specific track the accident right now in town. It's on the School Street exit eastbound. Be aware of that. You may want to take an alternative route because of the tie-up going on there right now. Now, getting back to that power outage, there is a huge power outage on the windward side. Close to 4,900 customers are without power as we speak. That's in Kailua, Kaneohe, Mokapu, and Waikalua. We're told that Hiko crews are heading to the scene to restore power in that area. They ask that you be, please be patient with them. They're trying their best to get things back online as quickly as possible. Also want to tell you this from the DOT. Lane closures on the Moanalua Freeway in both directions between Funston Road and Ahua Street overpass tonight. That's going to be from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. They're going to be replacing those barriers along that specific roadway. Again, Funston Road and Ahua Street overpass. That is tonight from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. First alert traffic on Hawaii News Now. Mark, over to you. Mahalo, Jonathan. Happening now, Hawaii County police are searching for attempted murder suspect Ronald Kahihi Kolo. Police say he shot a 42-year-old woman this morning during a domestic dispute on Outrigger Drive in Ocean View. She's now in stable condition. Keep an eye out for Kahihi Kolo, but police say do not approach him. The 44-year-old has a tattoo of the word greed on his right cheek. If you have any information, contact 
961-8300. The Hawaii Supreme Court today ruled that convicted former Honolulu Police Chief Louis Kealoha was enti wasn't entitled to be represented by city lawyers. The high court said Kealoha didn't qualify for city legal representation because he was acting in his own personal interest when he helped frame his wife's uncle to gain leverage in a civil dispute over money. Lawyers said the ruling applies to other police officers accused of misconduct. On Maui, a fuel spill cleanup is now underway at Haleakala. Military leaders confirmed crews started digging up the contaminated soil this past Thursday. We're told samples will be tested to see if crews dug deep enough to capture all of the diesel fuel and all the soil will be cleaned and returned to the ground. It's been more than a month now since 700 gallons of fuel leaked into the ground after a generator failed at the Maui Space Surveillance Complex. Governor Josh Green is looking at another approach to building a new Aloha Stadium with changes his team hopes will simplify the process and protect taxpayers. The governor has been meeting this afternoon with lawmakers and his own leadership team to discuss the latest plans. Daryl Huff joins us live from the Capitol with the latest. Daryl. Hey, Mark, what's been going on over the last few days is the governor's people have been reviewing a third-party analysis of the finances of building a new stadium. And what they've concluded is important, and we just learned this in the last hour or so, is that they want to go ahead with a privatized Aloha Stadium. In other words, it would be built by taxpayers but operated by a private developer in hopes that more revenue could be generated through that developer's entrepreneurialism and efficiencies. They've agreed on a price tag for taxpayers of about $400 million to demolish the old stadium and build the new one. But once again, it would be operated by a private developer chosen through competition. What I say is this, $350 million from the state, the additional $49.5 million we believe will come in to the, do the demolition. Okay, that's part of our discussion. Then the naming rights. Now you're getting up into a nice number. And finally, private investment. That should build us a stadium that we're all proud of. Now, State Senator Glenn Wakai joined the governor as a sign of cooperation today between the legislature and the administration. Wakai said a new stadium would be more modest than discussed before with just 25,000 seats, some of them bleachers instead of individual seats, and no roof. Developers who bid on the project would be expected to add amenities based on what they think will price out. Now, the other big question is, how does all this change affect the timeline for getting that new stadium up and running? They say the goal is still to get it ready in time for the 2027 rainbow football season. But that could depend on whether state lawyers agree that this change to the procurement system to privatization is small enough that they can move ahead with the developers that they've already selected or whether they have to go all the way back to the beginning and start over. Reporting live from the state capitol, Daryl Huff, Hawaii News Now. Daryl, thank you. Now to a new push to protect abortion rights in Hawaii. Today, lawmakers announced the passage of Senate Bill 1 in response to the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wayne. If signed into law, SB 1 would prevent out-of-state lawsuits against Hawaii health care providers that provide abortions. SB 1 also protects the rights of minors seeking reproductive health care without parental consent. Some patients come to me after developing a complication in pregnancy that endangers their own life. And some come to me whose pregnancy makes achieving their future goals of going to college, starting their small business, or pursuing their dreams all the more difficult. I care for them and support them as they make these intimate decisions for themselves and their families. Um, so especially for our patient providers, this is a huge, huge step for them because they should be able to provide the care they need to provide without fear of retribution, without fear of penal 
uh, penalties, anything like that. Senate Bill 1 now moves to the House for consideration. A tragic and brutal update to report in the case of four Americans kidnapped in Mexico. Authorities announced today that two of the victims were found dead in the border state of Tamaulipas. Reports say they were abducted after being caught in the crossfire of two rival cartels. The two survivors are now back in the U.S. Much more on this story ahead at 4.30. Frightening moments on a flight from L.A. to Boston when a man allegedly tried to stab a flight attendant and open an emergency door. It is the latest in a string of scary incidents on planes over the past few weeks. Jared Hill has more. As renamed by God Walter, since I'm taking over this plane. Tense moments on board a United Airlines flight from Los Angeles to Boston Sunday. A passenger holding something says he's taking over the plane before others on board tackle him to the ground. Not going quietly. He's just laying there with six able bodies on top of him. Authorities say Francisco Torres allegedly tried to stab a flight attendant with the handle of a broken spoon after he was asked if he tried to open an exit door midair. Because the way planes are pressurized, it's impossible. It is physically impossible to open up a, a cabin door in flight. Yesterday, two United planes clipped their wings while on the tarmac at Boston Logan. No one was injured. Over the weekend, birds hit a southwest flight from Havana to Fort Lauderdale, causing an engine to catch fire. That flight diverted back to Cuba. Airline officials insist incidents are rare. FAA, the airlines, everyone works together to keep the system safe. JetBlue CEO Robin Hayes told CBS Mornings after every incident, the industry does a review and looks for ways to improve. It's like this kind of constant feedback loop of things happen and then people get trained to uh, address it. The FAA has a safety summit planned for next week. Jared Hill, New York. Inflation takes center stage on Capitol Hill today. I'm Nicole D'Antonio with details on why the Federal Reserve Chairman says interest rate hikes could be needed. And here's Howard with what he's working on. Mark, the Fed plans more interest rate hikes, and Wall Street took a dive on that news. The Dow fell 575, and I'll tell you the damage to local stocks. You're getting your news first at 4, and we'll all be right back. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This is Hawaii News Now. Welcome back. The head of the Federal Reserve testified today before the Senate Banking Committee. The key topics, inflation and the future of the U.S. economy. Nicole D'Antonio reports. The chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, told lawmakers that the central bank will need to raise interest rates higher than previously expected in order to tame inflation. Although inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. As I mentioned, the latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be, to be higher than previously anticipated. Lawmakers are concerned about rising prices, but they're also concerned that raising interest rates could push the economy into a recession. The standard has been that there have been recessions and downturns when okay. the Fed has tried to reduce inflation. Now, right now, the, the current inflation rate is 6.4% and the current unemployment rate is 3.4%. Chairman Powell also says in order for inflation to come down, the labor market will need to soften. That means fewer job openings and more layoffs. Inflation is extremely high and it's hurting the working people of this country badly, all of them.
not just two million of them, but all of them are suffering under high inflation, and we are taking the, the only measures we have to bring inflation down. And putting two million people out of work is just part of the cost, and they just have to bear it. Powell says the economic data will drive the Fed's decision-making process. I'm Nicole D'Antonio, Hawaii News Now. Also on Capitol Hill, lawmakers are introducing bipartisan legislation centered on addressing tech threats from foreign adversaries. The law takes aim at the popular social media app TikTok, which has over a billion users worldwide. The bill would give the federal government authority to enhance regulation on companies that collect personal data and operate within hostile foreign countries. But I'm particularly concerned about TikTok's connections to the Chinese Communist Party, which repeatedly repeatedly spies on American citizens. Think of people streaming their experiences amidst the protests in Iran, COVID lockdowns in China, the war in Ukraine. People use TikTok to create content and share information that increases news awareness, that increases civic engagement. The CEO of TikTok is scheduled to testify later this month. Much more news ahead, but first a look at the stories we're working on for the next half hour. A decades-old Maui murder case is thrown out. New developments that led to a dismissal. Plus. Allergy season is on the way, but it doesn't have to ruin your spring. I'm Michael George with what doctors say you can do right now to keep your symptoms at bay. And here at home, legalizing marijuana, still a hot topic at the state capitol. The debate stands at 4.30. More news after the break. This podcast is sponsored by Doctors of Waikiki, Hawaii's best urgent care. Your local Hawaii Nissan dealers. And HMAA, we're passionate about your health. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.